Hello everybody and welcome to The Money Couch. It's our new series of podcast conversations with some of the advice professionals here within the Fidelity business and what we really want to do with them is to cover some of the real reasons that people come along and talk to our professional advisors about their money, about the real situations that trigger that and in this conversation we're going to be covering the topic of divorce which can be often uh, the point at which people start to reassess their finances really properly for the first time and to help me do that we're going to be talking with Kathy McClintock she's one of the wealth advisors here and has exactly this kind of conversation with her clients every day so Kathy welcome along thanks for joining me how common is divorce and relationship breakdown as a trigger for the kind of conversations that you have yeah, certainly as an advisor, um, a lot of the triggers for our conversations come from changes in life, whether that's divorce or many other um, major changes in circumstances. And divorce is really um, a common one and one where the financial plans do need to be reassessed. Um, and so it is something that we speak about with clients on a regular basis. And I guess that that shift in focus to someone's finances, it might come once divorce has happened, it might come during that process, or it might even come before divorce is really being discussed. If someone's in a relationship and they're perhaps not, un- they're not happy in that relationship, they start to see their future in a different way. And I guess that can also be a trigger for when they yes. come and talk to you. Yeah, it definitely can be. So sort of taking a step back and thinking, perhaps they haven't looked at their finances um, on that kind of level before. Perhaps they've only ever done it as part of a partnership. And suddenly they're thinking, what if I need to do this by myself? And so we'll seek that kind of conversation or that kind of advice at a very early stage. Um, and it doesn't mean that necessarily things should be changed or set up at that point. Uh, but it is a good idea to be as aware of as as possible um, of the things that need to be addressed in the future and it means that 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 person that individual can be better prepared for future conversations and clearly you know people going through divorce or there's a prospect of divorce they're going to be under a certain amount of stress and pressure and maybe some sort of upset as well Um, what when people seek out advice in those circumstances they're, they're dealing with a lot does it have to be stressful sorting out their finances, especially if it's for the first time? Can it be more straightforward? Does it involve a lot of legwork for them? Yeah, and I think there's always going to be a certain amount of, of stress involved. But the more you can share that with someone who you're talking to, whoever that is, to a certain extent, uh, but certainly with a professional who's perhaps removed from the situation and can look at it a bit more pragmatically um, and logically rather than from the emotional point of view, then it's really going to help you to get that overview and to take that that step back yourself and and look at things from the outside rather than being right in the middle where it's all feels messy and difficult. Yeah and that's true of all sorts of things in our life isn't it because if you've got a problem and you're worried about it it can feel insurmountable but as soon as you start talking to really anyone but particularly someone that's detached and a professional in that area it can make you feel a lot more relaxed and like there is a sort of pathway through it right yeah absolutely and and you know as a difference with talking through things with your friends um someone who's a professional and is removed from the situation will be able to take a very sort of level-headed approach to it that you might not have otherwise so i definitely think it's going to help you to to make plans and to set things out for the future and um, by doing that and we're going to get into some of the considerations that people might have from a practical point of view around their money but it's probably true to say isn't it that um 
a lot of the change that's going to come as a result of divorce, how you live, where you live, what you spend your time doing and your money doing, that really flows from, from a practical point of view, the money you have to, to do it right. And actually having the conversation about your finances, that could be the springboard for all sorts of other decisions you're going to need to make right yes absolutely um, and I think with that you know the the starting point is always going to be how much income do I have and what am I likely to spend and almost everything else will spring from there because that will have a big influence on what you can afford to do what you want to do what your priorities are um, so yes certainly having those conversations early on um, and, and taking that step back is is definitely a good starting point Okay, well, let's turn to some of the practical things that people going through divorce might have to consider. What are your starting points, Cathy, when when people come to you um, in this situation, when it comes to their financial priorities? What are the sorts of things you're going to say in that initial conversation? Yeah, and I think um, what I've just mentioned about um, looking at what your income is likely to be and what you think you will spend um, in your future life um, is going to be a really important starting point. And actually, just take a step back even further is what do you want your life to look like so what are the new priorities going to be where do you want to live where can you afford to live what kind of a house where will it be who else do you need to take into consideration Um, and then you know looking at what you can afford to do with the resources you will have and it won't always be clear from day one it might take a few months or even up to a year to settle into a new um, a, a new way of running your own household to understand what that profile will look like Uh, but understanding that is hugely important to make sure that whatever decisions you make are sustainable that you can keep them going throughout your new life and um, and achieve the goals that you want to achieve and and let's dwell for a moment on the kind of advice that you give to people because clearly say for example they've just gone through a divorce or they're going through a divorce a lot of the uh, that process is going to be about the division of assets that will all be taken care of by solicitors and what have you but but presumably you can if not advise them on those areas, then tell them, broadly speaking, the considerations they might need to have, right? Yeah, absolutely. A lot of people would get a financial planner or an advisor um, from a financial point of view involved after the solicitor has divided the assets and everything that the divorce has been finalized but actually there's no reason um, that you couldn't have that conversation earlier on so that you're aware of the kind of things to think about especially if you're relatively new to managing your own finances you know thinking about what you, you might not be aware of what you want or need or how that might look and thinking that through with someone who does it on a regular basis might be really helpful um, so that when you go to your own solicitor or, or in those negotiations have a bit of a clearer idea of what you want and what that might mean for your future finances. Yeah and I guess different people's priorities in that in that situation are going to be different case to case aren't they because um Certainly, you know, people I know that have been through divorce, they, they can suddenly be uh, maybe having to move home, maybe taking on the whole of the debt of a house because they've they've kept hold of a, a shared property, things like that. That's going to completely depend on their circumstances, isn't it? And, and that's where having that holistic view over all their finances is really helps and really gets the sequencing and the priorities right yeah absolutely I think it's hugely individual and that's why advice is is really really important Um, but certainly with that example of taking on a large mortgage you know it's something that people might want to do because they feel particularly attached to a family home and really want to keep it for a reason but actually it's also really important to understand what else you might have to sacrifice in order to make Mm -hmm. that happen and make sure that you have thought that through and played that out 
well into the future so that you can make the best decisions and it might mean that once you've looked at that that is not the decision you end up making but it's understanding the consequences of those kind of decisions yeah and now, and now clearly obviously divorce can affect both men and women but it's uh, it's probably right to say that that it's women often who have the really pressing need to address their finances in this situation. We know there's been a historic problem with um, women being underpaid versus men. That leads to a big gap in uh, pension savings. In particular, a lot of women will put their their needs aside, you could say, through the, you know the, 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 when they're raising a family and what have you, and then suddenly they're going to need to pay attention to their own needs and priorities. Is that true to say in the conversations that you have that it's often women who need this, um, uh, you know, attention to their finances perhaps for the first time in their life? I think unfortunately is. It, it probably is changing as, as time moves forward. I think women are becoming more and more aware of the need to understand their own financial plans um, and make sure that they have um, planned out their future in terms of retirement and, and, and beyond. Um, but certainly in terms of, of couples that we see, unfortunately, yes, that is still the case. And it might be that it's their first ever time um, making their own plans and, and without someone else to either support or guide them through it. And that's where an advisor can can really help um, because it is someone who has experience, who is on your side and has your best interests at heart who can help you to either make your own decisions or advise you on what you should do. And there's always likely to be a process of disentangling well your whole life from this from mm. from this other person and that's certainly true of people's finances. Um people's you know a couple's finances whether that's bank accounts whatever you know they're spending it will have become intertwined over the years. And you've got to get used to those things being separated out, right? There's a process of disentangling. Definitely. And a lot of that will be done by a solicitor. So perhaps before a financial planner has um, has come in to, to help with the future. Um, but certainly it that's where it becomes really important to understand what is there, what do you need to think about, what what might you not have been responsible for in the past mm -hmm. that you will become responsible for in the future. I think retirement pensions and retirement planning is a really big part of that, but there are many other things as well. Um, so yeah, understanding how to disentangle that and what you need to set up separately on your own is again going to be hugely important. And you raise pensions and retirement planning there. I mean, this is true for most people, I would say, and not, and certainly not um, limited to people going through divorce, but but you can get quite a long way into your life before really thinking about it. Even if you've been saving inside a pension, you might not have any idea what that's going to translate to in terms of an income later on, and you might not know when and how you're going to get that money. Presumably, that can be part of this conversation as well. That. Um, people address for the first time what their retirement is going to look like. Yeah, definitely. And and again, it goes back to, um, to what I said earlier about any change in financial circumstances is going to trigger a new conversation about the future plans. Um, and pensions always comes up among that. When do you want to retire? Mm. And what do you want your retirement to look like? Um, and luckily for a lot of people, those things can be um, flexible. So you may not have to retire at a particular age. You, you may be able to keep that flexible depending on your own circumstances circumstances but divorce is definitely something that will trigger that conversation so that whatever plans are in place that you can achieve that re the retirement that you need or want yeah and and it's again it's not simply true of, of people going through divorce I think it's true of everyone that when you do the sums when you first start to calculate and get an, a picture of what retirement income is going to look like that can be a bit of a nasty shot can't it because we know it's hard to secure income in retirement it's an expensive business and it and it takes dedication and saving yeah. 
And it kind of makes sense given that to start the process as soon as you can. It's never too late, of course, but the sooner you start, the, the longer you're going to have to get things right. Absolutely. It's, it's definitely that kind of conversation where the earlier you can start to make those plans, the better off you will be in the long term. Even just from a, a, a stress point of view, you know, knowing that you have thought about it is going to make you feel better about it. But the longer that you have to um, think about your pension, plan it, put money into it, the better off you're going to be in the long term. Okay, and um, I guess uh, one of the results of the conversations that you have with with people going through divorce is that they may be starting a, a sort of investing for themselves, whether that's in a pension or not, for the first time, or at least for the first time in a sort of knowing way. They might have been doing mm-hmm. it inside a company pension, say. What are the common concerns and worries that people have around that, around starting investing? What what misconceptions might they have about the process and how do you kind of talk them through it in those early conversations? Yeah I think investment risk is something that can be quite new to a lot of people in that position and as you say they may have been taking investment risk within a company pension but not have been 100% aware of it Mm -hmm. or aware of the consequences of it but when they come to set up their own plans whether that is pensions or or other types of investments that risk concept can be quite new and and quite scary quite daunting Um, so it's definitely something Something that we talk about as advisors and almost take on the role of an educator to a certain yeah. extent to say look yes this is new this is something that you haven't perhaps experienced uh, before and um, so let's talk about what it actually means what it actually does and how it's actually going to impact you in the long term and also the risks of not doing anything as well which need to be considered at the same time yeah and, and listen we, you know we have experience of talking to sort of first-time investors or novice investors here as well and it's often the case that as soon as you get into concepts like diversification, like really like volatility and saving over in regular stages over long periods of time, and you have a conception of what markets do and the, the, the sort of strength of those movements, people can actually quite quickly become a lot more relaxed about it. Knowledge is power in that situation. It right? is. And, and, and it's possible that um, people come to it thinking it's all a kind of crazy roller coaster casino and actually once you explain a few of the basics they're a lot more comfortable. Yeah that's absolutely right and I think diversification is a really big part of that discussion because you know when you invest into a single investment you might see it go up and down and be really quite worried about it but once you understand that a lot of the advice um, that, that me and my colleagues would give would be around diversifying your portfolio so that if one thing is particularly volatile or particularly up and down the rest of it should even it out so that you get a much smoother journey um, and so it's thinking about how well spread your risk can be that gives people the confidence to to take that on okay okay um so are there any other considerations kathy that people uh, in the position of, of going through divorce or potentially a divorce uh need to have when it comes to their money i mean it, it might be to do with the divorce or separation the end of a relationship but it might just be because they haven't looked at their finances for a long time is there any sort of practical admin points that they need to consider? Yeah, I think a lot of people um, will um, need to consider whether their will needs to be updated because that might be um, invalid following a divorce. Um, They might have a power of attorney set up that might need to be adjusted to a different person um, acting as their attorney if that should be required. Um, Things like state pensions, you can apply to find out how much you'll get from a state pension that you might not know before. Um, So a lot of things that sort of are peripheral to this, but that a financial planner would bring to your attention so that you can seek that advice either elsewhere or or, or do it yourself 
itself it's some, if it's something quite straightforward. Yeah, it's interesting you, you bring up the point about state pensions because it may well be that um, the people have got uh, years they can catch up in terms of yeah. national insurance contributions That's and that right. could be really time and money well spent, can't it? That, Absolutely. That sort, of, that sort of planning and expression expressing their wishes around say where where pension money goes in the event of their their death presumably they might be thinking about those things for the first time absolutely as well. yeah so that's something that you would want to contact any pension provider about and make sure that the right person is on that form so that if something did happen to you your pension is going to go to where you would want it to go to so those kind of seemingly small administrative tasks are hugely important if they need to be relied on Okay, okay. Well, um, Cathy, thanks so much for that. We've covered absolutely loads, um, but that is all the time we have for now. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. Please note that the value of investments and the income from them can go down as well as up, so you may get back less than you invest. Investors should note that the views expressed may no longer be current and may have already been acted upon. This information is not a personal recommendation for any particular investment. If you are unsure about the suitability of an investment, you should speak to one of Fidelity's advisors or an authorised financial advisor of your choice. Overseas investments will be affected by movements in currency exchange rates and investments in emerging markets can be more volatile than other more developed markets. Reference to the specific securities should not be construed as a recommendation to buy or sell these securities and is included for the purposes of illustration only. Tax treatment depends on individual circumstances and all tax rules may change in the future. Withdrawals from a pension product may not be possible until you reach age 55, 57 from 2028. This podcast may not be reproduced or circulated without prior permission. No statements or representations made in this podcast are legally binding on fidelity or the recipient. This podcast is meant only for UK residents and does not constitute an offer or a solicitation in any jurisdiction in which it may be unlawful to make such an offer or solicitation.